Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to this episode of Strange Catholics. This week, we have a special guest, Janie. Bob's daughter is here to join us in the conversation. We'll have Bob's first cup of coffee. And the main body of content we're going to discuss is Holy Week, the sacred triduum. We will have no saint spotlight tonight on our podcast. To turn it over to opening prayer, we'll turn it over to Bob. You know, let her fly, for she's a lady. Yep. His renditions of songs are always absolutely as accurate as they have to be. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. She's a child. Let the rain fall down upon her. You know, Phil, we one time talked about using his singing as a security alarm at the house. So then if anybody tried to break in, they would just immediately run away by the sound of his singing voice. Is that what you wanted to do? Mom and mom and us girls talked about it all the time. I love this insight, Janie. Thank you so much. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for being with us from all over the world. Thanks to the brothers being here. Good to see you again and hear you. And to my daughter, Janie, who's visiting and is sitting in on the podcast. And let's start an opening prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious and glorious God, thank you for this beautiful day and beautiful night. Uh, an opportunity this evening to break bread with the brothers, have Janie as part of our podcast, and just to be in your presence. As we go forward tonight, just, just continue to be with us as we talk about this most holy week, the holiest week in the church that's coming up. And we ask this through your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's riff. Let's do it. Where's your cup of coffee? Get her done. So so the first thing I want to bring up, and we talked about this in the pre-show show, is we've been getting some positive comments back about bad homilies. So we must have hit a nerve with some of those folks out there. And we appreciate your feedback. And there are a lot of bad, we won't say bad homilists, but just bad homilies out there. And, and, you know, we're here to try to make things better for everybody. Try to get the word out. So I was Palm Sunday on Saturday night, the vigil. Last night, we're, we're recording this on Sunday. I had to... I had the same priest who I talked about last week who had the really long homily that was totally discombobulated and so on. And, and his 
calmly last night was what was it, Janie? Four four minutes? Four? Yeah, only four minutes. He must be listening to this podcast. We are successful. He is listening to this podcast. We have global reach. It could also have to do with the fact that the liturgy for Palm Sunday is quite a bit longer. I'm going to take credit for him being short because we've had other long readings, not obviously this long, but we've had other long readings and it hasn't stopped him from going 20 minutes. So, so I don't, he must not have had a whole lot to say. How long, how long was your mass though? Um, it was, uh, an hour, wasn't it? Janie, it wasn't any longer than normal. It wasn't longer because we had to sign up, but there still wasn't. Interesting thing about the sign up on the, on the church that I go to out here for Holy week, we have to sign up. We had to sign up for Palm Sunday and then all the way through Holy week. Holy Thursday too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're like, they're like, you know, have this, you know, this uh, view. It's like, well, it's going to be packed for Holy Thursday. And I'm like, well, great. If I go and it's packed, great. Praise God. If it's Uh, packed. Yeah. Yes. But I just don't think it will be. And good Friday's, like three o'clock, which, you know, as you, we all know, Good Friday is well attended. Very well attended. Um, yeah. right. We have uh, two, two masses on that day. And I think they probably do as well. I don't know. It was probably like 7 a.m. and three o'clock or something. You, like usually that. So, they just do like a noon and a three. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. So it just depends on, you know, a lot of them around where you guys are, there's a noon and three. And sometimes you see a five for a really late one. And that type of thing. So, but uh, no, it went very well last night. He did a great job. So it must be all the prayers of all the people who wrote back to us who said, we know what you're talking about. We feel the pain of bad homeless who go way too long and who do not have a cohesive message that relates to us. And then the other thing I just want to talk about briefly is Boy, the last couple of weeks have just been totally taxing at work. And I'm sure that people, un- you all understand where I'm coming from. I mean, it just seems like things are coming a mile a minute. And I will just tell you, working in the type of work that I do, I've been working with governmental type things and um, influx of young folks across the southern border, all types of other things. So I've been involved in a lot of stuff over the last couple of weeks, been very, very nonstop. And, you know, now that we're going into Holy Week, this is just really a wonderful time for us to not just pump the brakes, but hit the brakes and stop and then reflect on where we're at and where we're going this week. You know, reflect last night as we started, you know, the vigil for Palm Sunday today, Palm Sunday Mass, and then as we go forward, this week into Holy Week, all the way to Easter, and that celebration. You know, let's 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 just take it slow this week, okay? Let's take it slow. Most important week in the church. Make it count. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Holy Week is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Right, right. but you know, tomorrow what'll happen is I'll get put on roller skates again, and I'll start doing that. And you, re- and and it'll happen to the rest of you too. And I think. What you need to do is you need to consciously slow down and say, okay, this is, you know, we have other commitments besides 
our faith this week, right? Because we got to put food on the table, right? And we got an A job, but we but we also have to think about the totality of the importance of why we have the A job and where we're coming from and why we're in existence in the first place. Okay. We really need, we should be doing that all, all the year, but this week let's slow down and, and think about that. Well, I couldn't, you know, agree with you more, Bob. I think that this is a great opportunity for us as believers in Christ to stop and really absorb the enormity of these eight days from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday and really reflect on the Last Supper. First of all, let's, you know, go back to today, starting with today, you know, Palm Sunday, Jesus' triumphant entrance, you know, into Jerusalem, and then how things went from this, you know, people shouting his name, being very excited to that same crowd turning on him on Good Friday. So things got very bad very quickly uh, for Jesus. So stop and just reflect on that and really feel in your heart, you know, what these individual celebrations bring to you spiritually and emotionally. I'd just like to comment on the homilies, right? Because I think that really struck a chord. And some of our comments we've received on social media was, especially for young people, when they have a homily that doesn't have a good direction or they're not able to follow, that they'll just kind of tune out. And they'll miss that opportunity to take the word and make it digestible for them in, the, in, in that day and how they can apply it for the following week. So... It's great that he had the four-minute homily that hopefully was more relevant. You said he did a good job. Uh, so it must have spoken to you a little bit more than the other ones, hopefully. Uh, but it all in all, you know, clearly this is a topic that's really spoken to our listeners. So it's good to kind of close that loop a little bit. Thank you, Bob. Um, on the homilies, I'd just say from my perspective of being somebody who has, I mean, grown up in the church, but not necessarily taken, you know, classes in theology or classes like you guys all have during your diaconate training, that um, I'm that kind of person that if it's not relevant to me at that current moment, and whether this is right or wrong, I'll immediately switch off and quit listening <laughs> in church. So um, it is important for, for priests, and it's not completely on priests, because People who are sitting in the pews have to want to be there and want to learn from that and want to listen to what's going on. But the priests also have, or deacon or whoever's giving the homily has, you know, big shoes to fill in making sure that it's like that relevant information, like Phil said, and especially for that like week coming up um, and how they can use that information in going forward from Sunday to Sunday or the next time that they go to mass. Really well said, Janie. Thank you so much. Love it. Love that contribution. <laughs> I'm going to be replaced. Love the young be perspective. That's what's coming. <laughs> and so, folks, this will be my last podcast. Okay, that's it for the first cup. Lots of caffeine in it. Getting ready for Holy Week. Let's move to the main topic. Go, Phil. Bob mentioned slowing down, so this brought to mind a good way to slow down and really meditate on the passion of Christ is to read all or 
one, sorry, or all four of the gospel accounts of the Passion. So Matthew chapter 26 through 28, Mark 14 through 18, Luke 22 through 24, and then John is 13 through 21. So pick one if you can only do one, but if you can get all four in, I mean, how much more will that expand? help you dive into the mystery, the gift that Christ gave us in his passion and death. And as we know, we are an Easter people, his resurrection. So we really wanted to break open the triduum. Sounds like a weird word, maybe to some. This is the sacred triduum. Begins on Holy Thursday, which is Thursday of this week, and will continue all the way to Easter Sunday. The triduum comes from the Latin. So this a lot. We are a Latin church, so it's going to come from Latin. And the Latin is really three day put together. So that's where they got triduum. And it's talking about the mass that starts on Holy Thursday that doesn't end until the Easter vigil, which is a beautiful way to look at this celebration that starts in the evening on Holy Thursday, goes through our celebration of the Passion of our Lord on Good Friday and culminates with our highest Mass of the year, the Easter Vigil. I want to break open each one of these Masses because there's a lot that happens at each one of these. Holy Thursday, we celebrate the Mass of the Lord's Supper. This is when we as the Church relive that institution of the Eucharist, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass at the Last Supper and the institution of the priesthood. So we see Christ at the Last Supper not only giving us the bread and the wine that he changes into his body, blood, soul, and divinity, but we also see him serving those who are going to serve others, washing the feet of the apostles. The Mass of the Lord's Supper concludes with a procession of the Blessed Sacrament. So, the altar will be stripped, the tabernacle will be opened, and there will be another altar of repose is what it's called. So another side altar where our Lord will be reposed, not in the tabernacle, to draw us into that mystery of Christ's passion. So when we enter on Good Friday, we won't start like we would normally start a Mass. You'll notice the liturgy feels a little bit different. And the church is doing that to help us dive into the, how this is one celebration. It doesn't stop. Even though it's another day, it's like one day, even though we spread it across three days. Good Friday is when we remember the passion and death of our Lord. So again, we'll hear those passion readings. We heard it Palm Sunday from the Gospel of John. And then we will come up and we'll venerate the cross. We'll also have some beautiful intercessions where we get to kneel and stand and kneel and stand a number of times. Typically, Good Friday Mass will take place somewhere between noon and three, because three is the hour when we say that our Lord breathed his last. We are blessed now as a church to be able to receive our Lord in the Holy Eucharist at Good Friday, but you'll notice again that this, this is not a Mass, and it looks different. The Eucharist that we receive was already consecrated at the Holy Thursday Mass. So this is, again, that continuation of the liturgy, our celebration, our prayers, all continuing from Holy Thursday. Now we have Holy Saturday, 
which is a day of quiet. So people will, many people traditionally will start their fast for Good Friday on Good Friday morning, and they'll continue that fast until the Easter vigil, and they'll try to limit the amount that they bring in. So Good Friday is a day of fasting and abstinence, so it cannot be a day of holy obligation. Really, none of these three days of the Triduum are necessarily, in quotes, a holy day of obligation. I know Bob's going to talk about that later. But these are days that really help us dive into the gift that Jesus Christ has given us in his church. So Holy Saturday is a quiet day. There's no mass said during the day. And then people start to gather in the evening after sundown, and we get to experience the Easter vigil, which is the anticipation of Easter, right? So in that evening, after the sun goes down, we're celebrating the resurrection of our Lord. And we get to say some words and sing some things that we haven't been able to say since before Lent. It's truly the highest mass of the year. It is the most beautiful. I cannot encourage you highly enough. Please find an Easter vigil mass you can make it to. They're going to be a little bit longer, but I'm telling you, everything you see, all the symbolism, all of everything that takes place is really drawing you into the fullness of the Paschal mystery. It's amazing. So the way that I would say to celebrate Holy Week fully, if you can, pray with one of the gospel accounts of the Passion, go to Holy Thursday Mass, attend a Good Friday service, and go to the Easter Vigil. Easter Vigil might be long, but you there's a good chance you're going to see people that are coming into the church that are taking upon themselves to learn. They've been learning for a number of months, maybe even years, and praying and discerning, is this where God is calling me? And they'll be coming into the church, young and old. It's a beautiful witness of them for us to help us strengthen us in our faith for these people that are baptized confirmed and receiving the Eucharist for the first time. That process of welcoming these new Catholics into our faith at the Holy Saturday Easter Vigil Mass is really, for me, quite breathtaking and has a little special meaning for me this year, um, not only uh, as a newly ordained deacon, but also walking with our RCIA folks um, through the process, helping them discern, and the seeing the absolute enthusiasm in uh, the four people, four women that are coming into full communion with the church is really incredible. And I am so excited for them to join our faith because they will add such a vibrancy and and such a great deal of enthusiasm. It's going to be awesome. So uh, that's my experience through, you know, Sacred Heart Church. Uh, the other thing, real quick, with the Easter Tritium, um, being the, uh, the new kid on the block as far as a newly ordained deacon, um, I am taking part in as a deacon and not as a member of the congregation. So really looking forward to that different dimension of my faith life that I've never had before. Had the opportunity to be deacon of the Mass for Palm Sunday last night at 5 o'clock at my church, and all I can say is, holy cow. 
<laughs> and then one other thing with the Easter vigil, vigil, we get to use that word that we haven't been able to use all of Lent, the A word. Hallelujah. No, Terry, come on. Well, praise God yeah. for those people entering the church. The yes. zeal that they will be just beaming, I'm sure, will be electric and contagious. I would not doubt that. I think it's going to be. Bob, what are your perspective, perspectives on the Triduum? Well, Saturday is a lot longer than Sunday. Okay, not just a little bit longer. It's a lot longer, um, just so we're clear on that. But that being said, I never used to go on Saturday nights. Except when I went through RCIA, obviously, and became Catholic, I had to go on Saturday night. So I used to go on Sundays, and and you know the interesting thing about Sundays was you go to you go to Easter Sunday, which a lot of people do. And if you look at the sign up sheet for the church I go to, online sign up for all these things, um, you know, for Saturday night they want you to sign up, and there's 250 seats left. Sunday morning at nine o'clock, there's three seats left. So do you think those people are going on Saturday night and then going Sunday morning? No, they're going Sunday. Some do, know. but pretty rarely yeah, but, do but people double don't. up. Right, 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 right. No, I agree. But most don't. And, you know, and if you go to Sunday, it, if you're not going to Saturday and you just go to Sunday, you kind of go to Sunday and go, hey, remember last night? It was great. He he rose. We're yeah, we celebrated. You know, and it's kind of like almost like it's like a it's like a reflective mass of what happened the night before. It's like, hey, yeah, let's move forward, you know, and all this other stuff. So it's important to go on Saturday nights. I'm going on Saturday night. I have been for for a couple of years now, a few years now. Yes, they're not holy days of obligation. And yes, I would bring that up. But I think. In the context of our discussion here, it is important, and that's why this podcast is important, is to, to discuss why those masses or services are happening and the context to them. And we just scratch the surface on those things. You know, that's the biggest issue, I think, with Catholics, is they don't understand why we're doing the things we do and what the importance of them and what their meaning is. And that's a lot of what this podcast is all about. Okay. Which Amen. Is, you know, yeah, you get that. When you understand it better, then you're like, wow, yeah, I pay attention more. I'm more invested in the process and it helps you deepen your faith. To me, um, Easter celebration is really cool in that like, the stark difference between most of Lent and the music choices of Lent and the tones in which they are done in the pitch and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then moving into, you know, when we're celebrating Jesus, you know, rising from the dead and those sorts of things, the music you can tell and just the way that people celebrate the music is different. And for me, Mass was always about the music aspect of it. There's a lot of different aspects to Mass. But for me personally, that's where I feel those things the most is in the music. 
And so listening to that progression um, to me was always really cool because I think that all the hymns and things that we sing during Lent and during Holy Week really give out the emotion of what you're supposed to feel um, during that time and those different parts of that story of the passion and all the different parts of Holy Week. Well, so in our diocese, Palm Sunday is our first Sunday when we could sing as a congregation. So in over a year that we've been able to sing as a congregation. So even though it was Palm Sunday and it is part of Lent and is Passion Sunday, it was still a great opportunity to lift our voices to God, especially saying, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. To be able to sing that as a congregation, it was amazing. So, you know, we're kind of setting the stage. And then we go into that passion reading that Bob was talking about in our pre-show. But yes, so we have these. There's so much, especially that's happening lyrically in the music and on the Easter vigil. There's a lot of progression as the mass goes on. For people that haven't ever been, we're not going to give out some of the beautiful parts of that Mass, but I highly, highly suggest you attend the Easter Vigil if you've never been. Carve out a couple hours because it's a longer Mass, but I promise you, if you go with an open heart, your heart will just be inflamed with greater love for our Lord Jesus Christ. Hosanna in the highest. That we've is just, our, yeah, that's our second We've just now lost five listeners. Or, or, you know, the listeners that really came to hear Bob sing, this is their second installment of singing, because if you notice, prior to Bob's first cup of coffee, we cut in a little clip of Bob singing, which I just thought would be a great addition to the podcast, because he thought he would bless us with his singing of some random song that I don't know what it was. Um, when I was in college, I went to a Lutheran uh, institution, um, and I got to be a part of um, a world premiere, which isn't much to be said about Minnesota, but a world premiere of a passion that was written by the director of the highest choir at my school. And in talking about earlier about how I feel music through the church, and that's how I feel um, most of those parts of my like spirituality, I got to sing that passion and just hearing the whole story of the passion set with music with a full orchestra and the way in which he put all those different parts together and it, it involved you know some like very dark sounding notes and like yelling by the choir and like different like clapping and stomping and all that kind of stuff um it was really cool to see the story of a pa of the passion in a different way um and feel it in a different way because i think it is you know really sad to hear that whole thing um, said during church, but to hear it with like notes that kind of sound like you want to cringe and you can really feel the emotion from it. I still go back every year now and I have it on CD and I listen to like my favorite parts of it because that was like a really interesting way to see um, that story of the passion played out. That's a, yeah. I mean, there's so many ways that we can be drawn into that mystery. So thank you, Janie. Cause I think, Right. We speak it. And depending on which version of the Passion was read, sometimes it's just three people reading it. Sometimes they include the congregation. Uh, I'm preferential to the congregation, both shouting out the Hosanna in the highest, right? Shouting that out in exaltation. Yes, here comes the King, the Messiah. And then not much longer, 
saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. You know, I, I think when we when we're able to say those words, it should be a little bit cringe. It, we should cringe from that. But again, you know, the truth is every time we sin, we're doing those things. That's what we're saying. And we get back on the right path, then we're saying Hosanna again, and then we sin again, and we're saying crucify him, and then we get back on, you know, it's kind of that, that's that perpetual swing of our life. Hopefully, the swings aren't as far as we've talked about, but, you know, I think when we can, when we can let our voices be heard, and do cringe as we say that, but still say it with goose, you know, really letting it out. So during Holy Saturday is when we remember Christ descending into Hades or hell, as we say in the creed, and that's going not to the lake of fire or eternal damnation with Satan, but instead rather that's going down to like the bosom of Abraham, as we hear in the Gospels, when Jesus went and released all those souls that have been waiting for his coming, that then get to go, he opens the gates of heaven for them. We're going to take a break and then we're going to do a little impromptu interview with our special guest. So stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Phil has demanded that we do an interview of Janie. So special birthday shout out to Janie. Janie, happy birthday. Happy 25th birthday to Janie. Quarter of a century old. Yes. All right. Makes me feel old. Yeah. Even better. You are old, Bob. That's why we love you. So I'm going to ask the first question, Janie. What's it like to be Bob's daughter? You know, that's everybody, a mystery that everybody has and a question that everybody has. Um, but, you know, being one of four and being his daughter, you know, it has its quirks, but I really do appreciate um, him as a father. And I may or may not have gotten some of his humor which can be good in some situations and not so great in others. I've been preparing my whole life for that question, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) So Janie, other than kind of the music, what is something else about this holy triduum, the sacred triduum that we celebrate? What's something else that kind of comes to mind, has interested you, kind of draws you into the mystery of it? Is there anything that kind of sticks out? Um, I think that, I started out, you know, the same as my dad going mostly to those um, Easter Sunday masses rather than the Easter Mm -hmm. um, or vigil. And um, around the time that he would have switched to be going to the Easter vigil, um, us kids would have as well. And I do remember, and my dad can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I do remember asking and wanting to go to the Easter vigil, especially when I was starting to get into middle school and um, early high school and through high school, because it just has a different feel to it. um, And just a different kind of energy like Terry was talking about. Um, So that is something that kind of sticks out. And this is something that (laughs) maybe isn't necessarily that exciting, but I personally am uh, like all around crafter. And so Palm Sunday, when we get the palms, like the palm fronds, I really like to, you know, make them into something that can, you know, decorate the house for the entire year. And so I was even probably wrongly so fiddling with them during mass <laughs> last night and kind of making things that then, you know, can be put up in my parents' house as a reminder of that for the rest of the year. Praise God. Thank you. Because that, yes, my children were doing things. I think, yes, people were making shapes with them. 
Uh, I was also blessed to assist at the Mass. So, yes, you could see that happening in many of the pews. And to me, I guess, if you're still, because I can be doing something with my hands or I can be pacing and talking, that's how I pay attention better. You know, that I can still be focusing and probably even better, more deeply focusing on what's being said if I'm doing something with my hands or if I'm walking or pacing. That just helps me focus. So I imagine there's many, I don't know that that was true for my children because they were, you know, dropping the palm in front of the pew and then walking around and picking it up and then doing it again. Oh, that was just my four-year-old, but, you know, just an example. What really has drawn you to this podcast or what was really the reason that you wanted to be a guest on our podcast was take out the fact of being on with your, your podcast superstar dad or allowing to help us shamelessly market to a, a younger demographic, something besides that. Okay. So other than feeling the obligation that I have to listen to the podcast, since my father is on the podcast, <laughs> I think that I very much appreciate from, you know, the layperson's point of view of explaining very rawly why certain things are the way they are or helping people to understand the reason why we do certain things and being open to questioning certain aspects of the church or certain aspects of the way that the people in the church kind of view certain things, especially things. This will be something that my dad will smile at things that are happening, you know, in our current world and how we view them from um, a Catholic perspective. And I think that that's really important because I do think a lot of times people will be like, why is it that we do that that way? And, you know, some priests, not all, but some priests might say that's the way that we do it. And it ends there. <laughs> and without fully understanding the reason why you do things or the reason why you need to believe in them, a lot of people will say, well, I don't understand. Why is that this my value? Why is this the thing that I believe? And they sadly end up walking away from that. Um, but if they can understand why it is that they do these things or why it is that they believe or why is this a holy day of obligation and why is this important, they're more likely to believe in those things and follow those things than not to. Amen. And you like, Amen. And you like Wikipedia as well. Oh, yeah. We, uh, so we won't have a saint spotlight today that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. And Janie had a great comment that we wanted to capture right here to make sure that we get it for all of our podcast audience to hear. About Wikipedia? <laughs> It doesn't always sound like you're reading right off of Wikipedia, but I think that it's a good <laughs> it's a good part of the podcast to keep. Terry, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you for that positive yeah, and I, affirmation. And you better right, do St. Maria Goretti at some point in time because she's an important saint and she was my saint for confirmation. And I will tell you, the whole point of this is Terry does a lot of intensive research uses a lot of sources and it to make it sound like he's reading from Wikipedia. So you get it. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> That's my brilliance. <laughs> That's right. And those sources are always in the show notes, folks. So never forget that. Can always read more about the saint through the links provided. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times people only know what they're told about the saints or like they get a card and it's like, patron saint of and then it has a list and you're like all right so i pray to them if my nose hurts you know but they don't know anything more than that so i think being 
somewhat bombarded by all these different facts, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's a lot of things to listen to. But it's also things that you never knew about the saints life and the things that they did and the things that they believed in, which I think is still really cool. Positive affirmation for the saint spotlight. There we go. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I'm not even related to her. My kids don't even listen to this podcast. So thank you. Probably reading that from Wikipedia too. Janie, do you have any tips on how we could improve our podcast? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're open to that. I think continuing to have guests is a good thing. I mean, you guys, you guys know each other so well i mean i i've like known you guys being in my dad's life and in relationships with him and talking about these things for for years now but having another perspective to kind of just like talk about those things more than just you know sending a comment here or you know replying to something um i think that's really cool it was very you know exciting to hear um that priest that you had on as well as your little thing that you had from the St. Cloud Diocese, um, their own podcast. And I think that way you'll start reaching other people who, you know, listen to those people and who, you know, respect those people. Not that you guys aren't all well-respected in your own circles. <laughs> I told, but I, we know what you're saying. And guess what? We have a guest coming up uh, in two weeks, if I'm doing what this math correctly. And, and over the next month, we're looking at having a couple guests. Yes, and we're working on additional guests. We'd like to at least get one a month. Before we uh, move to the end of the podcast, Janie, is there anybody you want to do a shout out to or anything else now that you're on these huge international airwaves? Well, I think since you shouted me out on a previous podcast that I'd like to shout out all of my siblings who may or may not listen to this podcast. I know I'm one of them, so maybe I'm the favorite now. Um, but all of my, my sisters and my mom, who I'm sure gets to hear the podcast from the recordings and doesn't listen to them, but all those people who made my faith and my upbringing very special. Now we've come to that time in the podcast where you need to do your part. You, our listeners, who have grown expansively over the last three months. Really, over the last three months, it's really been like since like Christmas time is just taken off like a skyrocket and it's exploding just into orbit. It's, Absolutely. it's way up there. Thank you, yep. all of you. Merci beaucoup. Internationally, thank you. Okay. Um, Danke. All that. Thank you so much. Gracias. Gracias, yes. All over the world. Okay. But. If we could ask just one favor of you, if you could rate us, if you could just rate us on whatever podcast platform. That's right. Give them the five, five stars, because that, you know, it, it helps us. And, and you would do that for a friend like us, wouldn't you? We, we're asking you, please, five is the five stars, and then people will find us. On those podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, some other podcast platform, I don't know because I'm not very technologically savvy. If you want to leave a comment, you can leave a comment there. Leave a prayer intention. You can do that there because we want your prayer intentions because we want to pray with you and for you. And a good place for you to leave these comments other than a podcast platform is at 
strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Or find us on anchor.fm forward slash strangecatholics to please leave us a voice message. Okay. And once again, thank you for listening. And and let's just move into closing prayer with Brother Terry. And let's begin our prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious and heavenly Father, who gift us with all of your love and this beautiful celebration, one continuous and unique way of remembering Christ in Holy Week. We just thank you for that gift. We thank you for the beautiful gift of this day. And we thank you for the beautiful gift of young Janie joining us on the podcast tonight and her wisdom uh, that has uh, provided us with uh, a guiding light to help us throughout this week. Heavenly Father, we now come before you with our prayers and our hearts open to your love. And we just pray for protection of life from conception to natural death. For all those who are preparing for marriage, may the Holy Spirit open their hearts to the love of God as the center of their married lives. For Abby and her baby and all those who are pregnant or who are looking to become pregnant. May Jesus, the divine physician, protect those vessels of life and their babies. For all those who are suffering physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, may the Holy Spirit bring them light, healing, and hope. For Carla, who has COVID-19, may God bring her healing. For all world leaders, that they bring peace to their countries. For all those who have suffered the sting of racism, may the Holy Spirit come down upon them and realize that we are all one people created by our loving God. And for all the people of Boulder, Colorado, may God let them know that he is a gracious God and a God of love. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all the blessings you bestow in our lives. And we thank you for my brothers who join me each and every week. And God, we just praise your holy name. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks, Janie, for being a great special guest for us. Getting into Holy Week, everybody. All right. Well, until next week, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation, and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strangecatholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers 
and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day, and may God bless you.